Open up this morning to the book of Genesis. Genesis in chapter 12 this morning is where we'll start. And we'll kind of work our way through some different things this morning. Genesis chapter 12, starting in verse 1. Genesis chapter 12 in verse 1. to look at Abraham's journey to, to Egypt, amen. At this time, he was still Abram. Starting in verse 1, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. Let's look at verse 2 right here. He says, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great. And so you shall be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today in the name of Jesus. Father, I just thank you for this time together today, Lord. I just pray, God, that you reveal to us what you are trying to communicate this morning, God, what you've put in my heart, Jesus. Father, I just ask you, Lord, to allow me to decrease as you increase in this place, God, and let me communicate something that can empower your church, God, to go forward, to be effective, Lord God, to to accomplish what it is that you desire for us to accomplish. And Father, we know that we need you, Jesus. We need you, God, today like never before, Lord God. And so, Father, I just ask you, God, to come and speak to us. Speak to our hearts, God. Speak to our minds. Speak to our lives, God, today. Have your way, my King. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand, praise. Amen. Praise God. My topic today that I want to talk to you about briefly is blessed to be a blessing. And I want us to grab a hold of this concept here today, because if we can really get a hold of this, you're going to begin to see God move in your life. Amen. And you're going to see God bless your life. And as a result, you're going to be able to be a blessing to others. You know, as we look right here in uh, chapter 12 of Genesis, we begin to see in verse 2 where God tells Abram, he says, and I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great and so you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you and the ones who curse you I will curse and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. Now, as we look at this right here, God begins to speak and make this promise to Abram. And he tells Abram, amen, that I'm going to bless you. And I'm going to bless you, amen, first of all, so that you can be blessed. But I'm going to bless you so that you can be a blessing to others. And he goes on to say, and I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. Amen. We know that if God is for us, who can be against us? Amen. 
And so as we begin to look at this, and then he says, and I, amen, in verse 3, and in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. See, when we look at that, God wasn't just planning on using Abram just to bless him and his household and his family, amen, but he was calling him to bless, amen, even further than that to all the families in the earth, amen. And when we grab a hold of this concept, amen, you're going to begin to see God move in your life and you're going to begin to see God use you as a vessel where he can begin to funnel his blessings through your life. Can I get an amen? Amen. See, but it's crucial that we understand what God is saying here, because sometimes we think, amen, that, amen, we just uh, received the blessing of God, amen, just to be blessed, And no, don't get me wrong. God wants us to be blessed, but he wants us to be blessed so that we can bless others. See, this is an understanding here that we've got to grab a hold of, because if we can truly get a revelation of this, you're going to begin to see God use you in a mighty way. Even from the time that we come to salvation, amen. Yes, Jesus saved us, amen, so that we could make it our way to heaven and spend eternity with him. He saved us so that we could be reconciled back into relationship with our heavenly father. But he also saved us, amen, so that we could bless our heavenly father and so we could bless others, amen, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Are y'all with me today? And when we look at this in every aspect of our life, amen, as God's blessing is an opportunity to bless others. And that's what he was speaking here to Abram. He says, man, I'm going to bless your life. I'm going to bless your socks off. Amen. I'm going to bless you so much, amen, that that's going to overflow to your family. It's going to overflow to other families. And every family in the earth is going to be touched by the blessing that I'm about to release in your life. Somebody say, God is good. See, we're, we're, we're blessed to be a blessing. God gives us gifts in order to bless the church, in order to bless the body of Christ. God gives us, amen, these things. Are y'all with me today? Now, when we read in Ephesians 1 and 3, it says this. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Now, one thing I want you to come to realize right now That you and I are already blessed. If you're a child of God, if you're a born again believer, amen, if you're bought with the blood of Jesus, you're already blessed. He says, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And if you look at this, this is past tense, amen. In other words, it's already done. Somebody say, it's already done. So if we're already blessed, then why are so many people struggling in this life? Are y'all with me? And one of the reasons why is because they don't know what's really available to them. And even if they were told about the blessings, they just don't think that life could be that good. In other words, it's unbelief. So if we really believe, amen, 
that as we give, it will be given unto us, amen, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, hello somebody, and then we gave because we believe what the word of God says, amen, because that's what it says here, he said that as we give, it be, would be given unto us. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. And then as we gave, because we act in, amen, faith in response to that, if we really believed that, amen, what we say is what we will have, and we're speaking it right, amen, if we were, are y'all with me today? If we really believe that God is good, then we could freely receive the blessings that he's already pouring out. And I want you to know this right now. It's important that we live the blessed life so that we can help others be blessed. And God knows that. Are y'all with me today? He wants to use your life in order to be a blessing to others. But you've got to be living the blessed life. Amen. In order to bless others. Are y'all with me today? Somebody say, I'm blessed. Yes. Ephesians 4 and 28 said, let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor working with his hands the things which is good. Now look at what it says in this last part right here. Or listen, should I say, since it's not on the screen, which is fine. I didn't give you my notes, I know. But it says here, Working with his hands the thing which is good. And look at the reason why. That he may have to give to him that needeth. Look at that. He who steals must steal no longer. But rather must labor. Performing with his own hands what is good. Why? So that he will have something to share with one who has need. See, God wants to bless you to use you as a vessel, amen, to pour out his blessings. And if you can grab a hold of this concept, you're going to begin to see God begin to channel things through you. He's going to begin to channel his blessings through your life, whether they be spiritual, whether they be monetary, whether they be physical, whatever it is, amen, hello, amen, whether it's just a word of encouragement, amen, whatever it may be. See, we've got to be living the blessed life, though, in order to give the blessed life. But the purpose that we're blessed is so that we can bless others. You've got to grab a hold of that concept. The reason why he was going to bless Abram is because he knew Abram was going to be faithful to bless others. Amen. All the families of the earth. Somebody say, God is good. Now, I want us to look real quick at something in Matthew, in chapter 25, if you'll put that up there, starting in verse 31. Matthew chapter 25 and verse 31. He says, but when the Son of Man comes in his glory... And all the angels with him, 
Then he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them from one another. As the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Next verse. Look at this. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. And I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. And I was a stranger, and you invited me in. Naked, you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Next verse. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord... When did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? And when did we see you a stranger and invite you in or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, truly I say to you, to the extent that you did To the one of these brothers of mine, even the least of them, you did it unto me. Now look at that verse right there. Look at that group of scriptures because it's really when it's starting out, it's talking about, amen, when the judgment and it's talking about when the son of man comes in his glory, amen, when he pierces the eastern sky, amen, coming for his church, for his bride on his war horse, amen, and then all the angels are with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne and all the nations will be gathered, amen, and he'll begin to separate out the goats, amen, from the sheep. Hello, somebody. He's going to begin to separate the wheat from the chaff. Hello, somebody. He's going to begin to separate, amen, those that are going to be ruling and reigning with him, amen, on this earth for a thousand years, amen, and those are going to be cast into utter darkness. Are y'all with me today? But then he begins to speak about something. And he says, you come to me, you who are blessed by my father. And inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And he he uses, amen, goats and sheep, amen, as the the different. How many of y'all know we got goats and we got sheep? And he begins to speak right here about provision. He says, for I was hungry and you gave something to me. I was thirsty and you gave something to me. And, 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 you know, so Jesus called the sheep blessed, amen, and they're not only blessed standing before him, but they were blessed in, the, on the, in, on, in their life on the earth, amen. And they were believed, they believed that they were blessed and they actually lived blessed. But he goes on to say what you did to, to, with, amen, what did you do with what you had? In other words, they didn't keep it all for themselves, but they understood that their blessings were meant for others. 
They understood God's heart. See, you've got to grab a hold of God's heart. Amen. And they fed those that were hungry and they gave drink to those that were thirsty and they gave shelter to the homeless. Amen. This is God's heart. What these people had, they didn't just keep it for themselves. Are y'all with me today? And if you're blessed and you know it, then you can't help but bless others. See, you've got to get, that's why you've got to get a hold of this mindset right now that you're blessed. You have every spiritual, every, every blessing, amen, in the spiritual. It's already there. It's already done in Jesus' name, amen. And you've got to live like you're blessed, and you've got to walk like you're blessed. You've got to talk like you're blessed. You've got to act like you're blessed, amen. You've got to believe like you're blessed. And then you'll pass that blessing down. You can't help but bless others when you're blessed. Somebody say, we're blessed. You can't help but bless others. And the more you bless others, the more you want to bless others. Now, let's take a look at the goats, amen, for just a moment. Now, I know we don't have any goats in here, but just in case we get some. The goats during their life on the earth, they saw people who were hungry. They saw people who were thirsty. They saw people who needed clothes and homes. Amen. And they knew of those in prison and those that were sick, but they did nothing about it. Are y'all with me today? Y'all remember the story about the Good Samaritan? About the man that had gotten... Amen. Taken for all of his belongings and he got left there for dead. And the priest came by and the other one came by and then the good, they didn't, they just looked at him. And then the good Samaritan, are y'all with me today? But when we look at these goats, amen, these goats saw it, but they didn't do anything about it. Now, when we're looking at this scripture in Matthew, we're beginning to see God's heart. Are y'all with me today? See, God didn't just save you for no reason. God is good, amen? And he says this. In verse 40, he said, in as much as you have done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. In other words, whatever good we do to others, we're doing it to Jesus himself. Now, I want to reverse this, amen, and put up there verse 45 for just a minute. In fact, go to 41 right there real quick. Then he will say also to those on his left, depart from me accursed ones into the eternal fire which has been prepared for the devil and his angels that's a devil's hell isn't it it wasn't prepared for us it was prepared for satan next verse for i was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat and i was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink I was a stranger and you did not invite me in and naked and you did not clothe me and sick and in prison and you didn't visit me amen then they themselves also will answer, Lord, 
When did we see you hungry or thirsty or stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not take care of you? Then he will answer them, truly, I say to you, to the extent that you did not do it to one of the least of these, you didn't do it to me either. Are y'all with me today? Somebody say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. (laughs) Well, some of you say, well, you know what, pastor? I don't have much. Well, you may not have much, but everybody has something. Are y'all with me? There's always something we can do or give or amen, even if we have a little. I want to give you an example right here for just a moment. Go with me to amen, Luke in chapter 21 in verse 2 real fast. Because I want you to take a look at somebody who, amen, didn't have a whole lot to give. But they were still willing to give what they had. Verse 2. And he saw a poor widow putting in two small copper coins. And he said, truly I say to you, this poor widow put in more than all of them. Next verse. For they all out of their surplus put into the offering, but she out of her poverty put in all that she had to live on. Are y'all with me today? Somebody say, God is good. So here we look in, amen, here's this poor widow putting in these two mites or these copper coins. And he said, truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all of them. For they all gave out of their abundance or their surplus, the Bible says, but she has contributed out of her lack and her want, putting in all that she had on which to live. And he saw her giving as more than all the rich people's combined. And you say, well, why? Because it was a sacrifice on her part. It was a trust issue with God. She blessed Jesus with what she had, even if it was just two pennies. I'm going to tell you right now, this should be an encouragement. Amen. It was sounding just fine earlier. Amen. And so this should be an encouragement to us that whatever we give, whether it be big or small, Just give it cheerfully, and God will consider it great. I want you to know that. Hello, somebody. And the neat thing about God is that God wants to bless others. And not only for them, but for us. Because as we give, we get. And the more we give, the more we get. If we give of our time, amen. Hello, God's going to begin to give you time. Are y'all with me today? 
We're supposed to be operating like a distribution center. Amen. The money comes in. The money goes out. More money comes in. More money goes out. More blessing comes in. More blessing goes out. Amen. We get blessed and we bless again. We bless and we bless some more. Are y'all with me today? And God will just begin to give. And the more you give, the more he'll give. And the more you give, the more he'll give. Second Corinthians chapter 9, 10, verse 10 says, God gives seed to the sower. You know, he'll give money to you because he can get it through you. Are y'all with me today? And he'll give it back because he knows he can trust you to give it out again. And even if it starts out small and from lack, like the lady with the two shekels, the two, the two gold, uh, copper coins, she was given out of lack. She was given everything she had. The others were given out of the surplus. Are y'all with me today? But even if it's from lack, he'll increase it back to you. And then you'll be at a place that we should all be where it doesn't have to be a sacrifice any longer. But where you have so much, you just keep blessing. Now, Luke in 6 and 38 says this. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. God is good. Amen. And everyone wins this way. When you give, everyone wins. I want you to realize that. Somebody say everyone wins. Okay. And the reason why is because when you give, people's needs are met. And when you give, we become prosperous. And when you give, God gets the glory which he deserves. Are y'all with me today? I, I want you to look at this. Amen. I, I'm trying to give you a word of encouragement here. You know, there's, there's a, a lot of times when we grow weary in, in blessing others. Amen. Are y'all with me? God is good. Amen. Real quick, turn with me, if you would. To Second Kings in chapter seven. Let's look at verse one. He says, Then Elisha said, Listen to the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord. Tomorrow about this time, a measure of fine flour will be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel. And in the gate of Samaria, the royal officer on whose hand the king was leaning answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord should make windows in heaven, 
could things, this thing be? Then he said, behold, you will see it with your own eyes, but you will not eat of it. But let's look at verse 3 real quick. Now there was four leprous men at the entrance of the gate, and they said to one another, why do we sit here until we die? If we say we will enter the city, then the famine is in the city and we will die there. And if we sit here, we die also. Now, therefore, come and let us go over to the camp of the Arameans. If they spare us, we will live. And if they kill us, we will but die. And they arose at twilight to go to the camp of the Arameans. When they came to the outskirts of the camp of the Arameans, behold, there was no one there. For the Lord had caused the army of the Arameans to hear a sound of chariots and a sound of horses even the sound of a great army, so that they said to one another, Behold, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. Therefore they arose and fled in the twilight, and they left their tents and their horses and their donkeys, even the camp just as it was, and they fled for their life. Now here we are, the Lord began to make them hear that they're, hear that they're hearing, amen, a great army coming after them. To where they fled and left all their belongings, all their gold, all their wheat, all their stuff. Are y'all with me today? Now when these lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, they entered one tent and ate and drank and carried from their silver and gold and clothes and went and hid them. And they returned and entered another tent and carried from there also and went and hid them. That sounds about right, huh? Then they said to one another, this is where they got convicted right here. We are not doing right. This day is a day of good news, but we are keeping silent. Now, there was a, there were, now there, 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 there was a famine in the land from where they came. And then they, they were there, and, and they felt like if we stay here, we're going to die and starve. If we go over to the army, amen, they might kill us, amen. And, 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 and you know what I'm saying? But, hey, at the same time, they might feel bad for us and throw us a little bit of food. And there they are. They go to the, where, the, where the army was encamped, amen. And they notice nobody's there, but all their possessions are there. And then they start doing somebody that has the poverty mentality does, amen, and they begin to take it, amen, and they begin to eat everything they can and hide what they can and do all this stuff, amen. And then the conviction of the Lord, thank God for the conviction of the Lord that came upon them. And they said, they said, we're not doing, we're not doing right, this day is a day of good news, and we're keeping silent. Somebody say, don't keep silent. Somebody say, it's a day of good news. <laughs> Can worship team, will you come forward? He says, and if we wait until morning light, punishment will overtake us. Now, therefore, come and let us go and tell the king's household... So they came and called to the gatekeepers of the city, and they told them, saying, We came to the camp of the 
Arameans, and behold, there was no one there, nor the voice of man, only the horses tied and the donkeys tied and the tents just as they were. The gatekeepers called and told it within the king's household. Then the king arose in the night and said to his servants, I will now tell you what the Arameans have done to us. They know that we are hungry. Therefore, they have gone from the camp to hide themselves in the field, saying, when they come out the city, we will capture them alive and get into the city. And one of his servants said, please let some men take five of the horses which remain. Amen. Which are left in the city. Behold, they will be in any case like all the multitude of Israel who left in it. Behold, they will be in any case like the multitude of Israel who have already perished. So let us send and see. And they took their two chariots with horses. And the king sent after the army of the airmen, saying, go and see. Now, I want you to look right here for just a moment. Amen. The Bible says, amen, even the, even the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. Even the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. Now, I want you to know, you know, don't, our first nature is to think like those, you know, lepers. Amen. You know, where we just, you know, sometimes we see it, you know, you can tell when people really aren't used to having stuff and then when they get it. God wants to keep blessing you. Are you with me today? He wants to bless you. And when, when you do it unto somebody else, you're doing it unto him. Now, on the flip side, when you're not doing it, you're doing it. Now, look, I want you to look at this. Whenever Saul was on the road to Damascus, amen? Now, Saul was one who was persecuting the church of Jesus Christ. He was persecuting the church. He was capturing Christians. He was, amen, stoning Christians. He was killing Christians and all this stuff, right? And what did Jesus say to him on that road? Jesus said, Paul of Tarsus, why are you persecuting me? Me being Jesus. He didn't say, Paul, why are you persecuting my church he says no Paul why are you persecuting me see we've got to grab a hold of this when we do it unto amen God's people when we do it unto people we do it unto God whether it's for good or whether it's for bad when we're gossiping about people we're gossiping about God's amen bride we're, we're doing it unto him but when we bless others amen when we bless others, we're blessing him. When we take care of others, amen. When we feed them, when we impart in them, when we love them, when we disciple them, amen. When we, you know, that's, are y'all with me today? We've got to get this mentality and this concept. We can't have a, a poverty mentality anymore, amen. We can't have a mentality. God wants to bless your life. God wants to use your life. Amen. He wants to flow his blessings through you. Amen. You want more anointing? Will you be, use it to bless people? 
Amen. That's why he anoints you. He, he, he filled, amen, them on that day of Pentecost with the Holy Ghost. Amen. So that they can go, amen, and serve God's people. So that they can go and reach God's people. He gives, amen, so that you can give to others, amen. He blesses so that you can bless to others. You want more wisdom? You want more revelation? Well, amen, use it to give out to others, amen. Come on, stand to your feet this morning, amen. Come on, I want you to be blessed, amen. I want you to be blessed in every way. But you've got to be willing to bless others got to flow that through there you got to flow that through there you got to keep it flowing come on let's worship the king this morning amen